to another episode of Dom Day Tales, the official podcast of Dom Day. It's me, Justin, and as always, we have our fantastic producer, executive producer, Dizzy Patterson, taste testing his favorite beverages while manning the dials. We're joined once again by my esteemed co-hosts, the Sultans of SWAT, the Grandmasters of the Glove, Cote, Babe, and Donnie. 36 episodes later, and only a few weeks until Dom Day, we're going to take a moment and look back at the Dom Day Tales journey, reflect on some of the panel's top memories, both from this podcast and the tournament, and get ready for when it's time to say those all-too-important words. Play ball. How's everybody doing tonight? Good, Justin. Excellent, Justin. Excellent. Yep. Looking forward to the tournament. We're not far off now. Can't wait to get back to the field. Uh, and I'm excited as well, because I think I think people definitely have appreciated um, Dom Day Tales. And that'll be interesting to hear kind of the spinoffs of, of what took place uh, over these broadcasts and uh, people's thoughts moving forward. Awesome stuff. And Dizzy Patterson's also going to join us on the panel tonight. Dizzy, how you doing? Doing good, Justin. Yeah, no, just can't wait to get back. It's so exciting. I said to my dad, the eggs I bought the other day are still good for Dom Day, so we're almost there. (laughs) Awesome stuff, guys. So we're going to start by just going through some reflections that you guys have on kind of your own Dom Day memories, and then we'll get into some of the stuff that, um, you know, in terms of what's happened over the last 36 36 episodes of podcast. But why don't we talk a bit about kind of all the franchises that are on the team? Donnie, why don't you take us back? You were obviously the first um, team in into Dom Day. Um, tell us a, one memory that jumps out to you about the Beasleys over the the forty two year history in which you played. Yeah, I mean it's a uh, lot of lot of great memories of the Beasleys franchise, which which uh, has taken its fair share of uh, of shots over the years from various people but uh we have a storied history that dates back to 1978 and hopefully a lot of the listeners have have learned a little bit more about beasley's tree service and uh you know i think of a couple things with beasley's and that first year is was something special you know we had uh you know we were the we broke out the uniforms uh that were a surprise and uh just you know how we got them went down to that little t-shirt shop on the rexdale plaza got these lime green t-shirts and with the iron on letters, Beasley's tree service. And then, you know, we had hats and shorts. And then the highlight I think was the van we had, we talked about, I think we talked about it where we had uh, Ronnie Rothfuchs had his van and we went to babe's house and uh, we all loaded up in the van and we got dressed there. We, and he drove the van over the field. We backed the van right up by uh, center field and opened the doors and we came running out and, I kind of remember us doing a little trot around the bases, babe, or something. And then we had yeah. some ball, balls and we just threw the ball around and stuff. And so, uh, you know, right at, right at the, right off the get go, it was a little bit of, uh, you know, the way things were going to go with Dom day. I mean, it was just, you know, uh, and that was back in the day when, you know, I know on some of the episodes we talked about the competitiveness and stuff like that, but we, we, we were always a franchise that, uh, we never took ourselves too seriously. 
right? And so right right away, we were there to have fun. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, unlike the Red Machine or the boys who were cutthroat, you know, win or go home, you know, we, uh, we would just want to make sure that all of our, all of our players had a great time. So I remember that first year for sure. Um, and then I also remember um, the championship year, you know, when we won the, won the title in Dom day 26 and that team, the God squad uh, was a terrific, uh, unbelievable group. And that was the year I also took the shot in the nose and had to head to Etobicoke general hospital right in the, right in the height of the SARS epidemic, if you remember. Um, so when we, when we, got, when we got to the, to the hospital, you know, it was the first, it was, you know, I mean, kind of like what, what we just went through with the pandemic, you know, nobody was allowed in and they finally let me in and they put a, you know, mask on me and stuff like that and whatever it was just a, or, but then I got back to the field in time for the playoffs, which was great. And, uh, so that championship was great after after a long time, you know, from uh, since '78 trying to trying to win it and finally did win it. And they had a couple of other years where we, we came close, uh, but we had some, you know, I, I think of some of the players that we had uh, on our team, and maybe some of the ones that you wouldn't think uh, a lot about. Like we had Al Skira, who played played for us for. God, he, he must have played for us the first three, four years. Uh, he was, you know, one of the last picks. Um, but he loved he loved being a serviceman, and he would show up ready to play with his jeans on. Um, didn't take his jeans off. Played in jeans. Had the Beasley shirt on. Smoking a dart. You know, he was just he was a classic. I mean, he was just a just a great guy. Um, Warren Klein was another one uh McKenney, who was uh always excited uh to be there uh happy to be a serviceman um Saul Betash who I, we've talked about a bunch of times on the show uh uh just a super guy you know I, I hope I would I would hope that he would come around you know and and see us at the field because he, he, for some of the some of the younger people to meet Saul and understand more, a little bit more about him and everything, but he's, he's a part of the fabric of the tournament. I mean, in my eyes, you know, so we've, we've had some, you know, and none of these, none of these guys were like home run hitters or, you know, top round picks, but they were just solid people that uh, really uh, that Dom day really valued, you know, we have, you know, right from day one and uh, you know, you just like Warren, Warren Klein, it'd be great if he walked in one day. Um and Sean, unfortunately, Al, Al's passed away. Um, but uh, yeah, that's who I think of. Just some of the people that you know donned the uniform. Dink Huntley was a serviceman uh, for a number of years, and uh, Dink and I were actually we went to school to Hopkins together. We would we would uh, source and buy the uniforms down in Baltimore the first couple of years at a, at a local sports shop. And so, you know, those are my those are my best memories of the Beasley's organization. Uh, Good stuff, Donnie. Babe, what about you? The Hotel 19. Yeah, Tell us a yeah. bit about some of your memories and some of the guys who made that team great. Well, I mean, just great memories of the the franchise. And but you know, once you're 
once you finish with the franchise, you go good. Because <laughs> it's a, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize there is a lot of work that goes behind it. But, you know, that first year, I'll never forget, you know, presenting to the gods because as, you know, Rem and Buff said on, on the, uh, or Denbo and Rem slash Rem and uh, Buff said on, on their episode, you know, that was sort of our last time together. You know, we were, we lived together at university and, you know, we had, uh, you know, Gord Sharp on the team. We had Daryl Carboom. We had Legs McDonough. And so we were going to go on a trip. The boys wanted to go on a trip. And they said, well, why don't we see if we can all get in this baseball tournament? They went to Dom Day. Buff had obviously been in before. Um, so somehow I talked the gods into letting us all play on the same team and, you know, slotting the guys into the draft. And, and then we ended up, you know, adding in Joey D, Case, Hawk, uh, and Dave Cheek. That was uh, a Bears roommate from university. So you know, it was just a fabulous time. And then we ended up winning, which was a bit of a shock to me. The boys had been drinking pretty hard, but, you know, I didn't realize how good there were a couple of guys were. And, you know, looking back at that friend, at that team, it was so much fun. We had just had a great time, but, you know, sadly we've lost two members of that team, Joey D and Gord Sharp passed away about a month ago. So yeah, it's sort of sad to see that, but it just, you know, puts in that reality of, you know, life is short. You got to enjoy things when you can. And, and Dom Day is one of those things that, that you need to enjoy. And then, you know, we've, we've been in, you know, actually Black Sunday, we were, you know, nailed in the coin toss too as well when we had a, like a, a five-way tie for that last playoff spot and somehow Pete and Bears team got in. Uh, but, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things in, in a storied franchise of hotel. And, you know, then when, you know, in 2017, with the 40th anniversary and, and we won and that was great. And we had, we had the special ops outfield uh, with, we had Ian McRae had the big beard. We had Adam and Jay Buff with the big beard and we had Dickie Denninger. He had that big beard too. That looked like they were special ops guys, and, but that was a great, it was great to win that, you know, on the 40th anniversary, but there's so many names and so many guys that had been on the team. You know, one of them, you know, we talked about Turnsey a lot, but he was great. You know, I've, I've had him a lot on, you know, uh, whether it be on Hotel 19 or playing together, but he's one of those great guys. You know, as Donnie said, you know, they're not the big home run hitters, but they're fun guys to have on your team. And, and those are the things you love. And I, the one year I had Case and Tex on the team, and that was great. We didn't do well, but it was still a lot of fun. You know, and so those are the special moments that you have with, with the franchises. But obviously the two victories, you know, stand out. But um, we, we had exceptional, you know, people along the way. And I think one thing we always did was we had fun as a team. You know, we found some way to, to enjoy it and, and just, you know, make sure that everybody was included and, you know, sit around and have a few beer with everybody. So that's, that's the beauty of the franchise. You get to know guys probably a little better when you're the coach uh, than when you're just a team member. But uh, it, is, it is neat to have a franchise, and it was a lot of fun for those years. Stuff. Cote, let's talk a bit about the cocktails. Tell yeah, us a bit. Of- be, this will probably be pretty short. <laughs> um, we were in one year. I don't even remember. I, this is the honest truth. I don't remember what year. And besides myself, I don't remember a single other person on the team. That's the God honest truth. <laughs> we, we had no wins and we didn't have, um, but we had a lot of losses, the maximum. And um, we got drunk at the, on the Saturday night because we were done. So 
um, it's it's a sad it's a sad state. And I will say that the cocktails won't come back because I am first to admit I know fuck all about baseball, and I am I'm not a good coach. No, I actually I can't say I, I wasn't a bad bad coach. I picked terribly, terribly. So. Donnie, I don't know if you have old programs around. So I don't even know who was on that team. I have no I think, idea. I think Coombs was your first choice overall. So it. we might have started on the wrong foot right out of the gate, right? Probably took Tink Huntley second. Who knows, right? And then, what, uh, year, what year was this, Cote? Like, like oh, best guess. Best <laughs> guess. Like, you Maybe know. Dom Day 10 ish. Yeah. That early. Yeah. I, I honestly, I don't know. I, I, we sucked like it was a bad deal. We would have been better. You know what? If there was the bowling back then, we probably would have excelled at the bowling. Like we probably would have done well, but we, we were shit. So yeah, that's it, Justin. Let's talk about snappers. <laughs> very, Paul, you're very emotional. Yeah. Yeah. On that one, I was. Mike. Oh, talk yeah. about I, wonder, I wonder if you sent an email out to everybody and said, Hey, who was on? Who was on this team? cocktail? <laughs> Nobody would say it was me. Uh, that's funny. Guys are going to go. That was a waste of my 180 fucking dollars <laughs> and a shit shirt. Awesome. Okay. So I guess I'll go with the, uh, the snappers. Um, not been around a long time. Although it's been 10 years, Ian McCray texted me, it's been 10 years since our first year when we won the championship. So that makes you definitely feel old, um, how long the snappers have been in. Um, as I was saying, as some of the guys, we were the first young guys to win a championship, but we were also the first young guys to go over. Um, when I look back kind of at the snappers over the years, um, I got one memory off the field and then another memory on the field that I'll, I'll share. But my, my, Top memory, I guess, is obviously how the snappers came to fruition and getting the opportunity to coach with Howie. Um, nobody's ever accused me of being a baseball player. Nobody's ever accused me of having um, baseball acumen. And I'm sure, you know, if we were to have a pre-draft show today, Donnie might even say that at some point. But uh, getting to coach with Howie for me was one of the greatest things. I got to coach with him for six years, and, and that was a lot of fun. Um, and definitely, uh, something that I'm glad that, you know, guys like babe, Pete and, and men and, and Donnie had kind of, you know, encouraged me to do. Um, so that for me is my, my favorite, but my favorite on-field memory obviously is, is winning, uh, in, in year one, but a specific moment was in the championship final when the, uh, there was a pop fly to, to center field and Kevin catches the ball in, in center field. And we've always debated this amongst the young guys of whether it's the catch or the throw. Um, and Kevin's in deep center field and Chevy sends Dickie Denninger rounding third. And everybody at the park knew that Kevin was going to make the throw. But the question was, was Ryan Annan going to be able to make the catch? And I swear to God, I still remember. I don't know what that play looks like in, in sped up motion. I watched it in slow motion final inning of the championship game, Kevin wheels this throw from the center field. And I swear to God, Ryan Annan's eyes were closed. I saw his hand close around the ball and dust coming out of his glove as he does it. We've always debated with Kevin Woods, if it's the catch or the throw, Kevin believes it's the, it's the throw, but everybody else knows the most miraculous thing was the fact that Ryan Annan made that catch and we won the championship. So that for me, are those are two of my favorite memories over, over the span of Dom day. Mm. Dizzy, we're going to bring you in now. You haven't had the opportunity to coach, but do you think there's a franchise in the future for you? I think one day down the road when I'm ready, I think that 
there definitely will be. The one thing I do know is I've always had my CEO, GM, and head coach all circled in one. Roscoe Coombe size. It'll be a team effort. I'll tell you what, I've had him for the last year. <laughs> last year, he brings, he brings a lot of positivity. Um, baseball acumen, short supply, but he's a great motivational leader. I'll tell you that much. That's what you need. You just need something to get the juices flowing. Yep. Yep. Awesome stuff. So guys, we're going to go around the horn and Dizzy, maybe we'll start with you on this one. What's one of your favorite dumb day memories? I was trying to think about it and I, I don't know if I have a specific memory, but it's like when you start thinking about it, I can picture the whole field from like, even from my grandma sitting at the one tree to all the boys peeing at the other side of the field on the fence. And like, you just know there's so much action everywhere, everywhere you think of there's action happening, right? There's something happening everywhere. You just can't wait. Like it happens so fast when you're there, but you just can't wait to get back again. Some stuff. Babe, what about you? What's your favorite Dom Day memory? Uh, I mean, there's so many of them. I mean, from all the different parties to, you know, the, the draft nights to the midnight bowling. Uh, but I think one of my favorite memories is it involves Cote. And it was, I think, year two. And he was gunned and he was playing second base for the uh, Dumac Dogs. And there's a guy in first, guy in second and a guy on third, somebody just drilled the ball. It was going almost right over second base. And somehow he dives out, <clears throat> catches the ball, drops his glove down. So guys out, obviously, on the, the fly, drops down, hits his glove on second base. So the guy on second base is out. And now he stands up. And, you know, of course, in Dom Day spirit, you know, the guy from third's running home, the guy from first is running the to second. So Cote's got the ball up. He doesn't know what to do. So he puts it back in his glove and whoever was running runs right into him. So triple play, you know, and the Cote's, only one, the, the only, only one. one. Yeah. Might've been the only one. It was the only one at the time. And we were all going crazy. It was perfect. Cote didn't even know what he did. You know, that was <laughs> the beauty of it. <laughs> I, so I that, sadly remember it though. I yeah. remember it. I remember landing. You're right. Exactly. I've, I've caught it. And as my glove came down right on the bag, <laughs> it was just brilliant. But those, I mean, there's so many special moments, but that, that's one of my favorites. Some stuff. Cote, what's your favorite Dom Day memory? Well, I, you know, I, like Babe said, you know, variety, because we've all played for a whole bunch of them. And, you know, I still get excited about, you know, being able to suit up and I'll get excited again this year, right, to be able to play and to see so many people. But I, I think I think for those guys that it took a long time to win. So I, I think I'll... Um, mentioned the time that that Spencer McRae finally won right you know it was uh exceptionally emotional for him because it had taken so long the kids got a heart of gold uh and and it meant a ton to him right you know he obviously had had the years where he got you know busted up his leg pretty bad and things like that so I I would say um from from it meaning the most to somebody it, it was definitely the year that Spencer McRae won for his first time great stuff Donnie what's your favorite Dom Day memory Well, I, I taking that ball in the schnoz. No, no, I, I think there's two. The one, the one we talked about on the uh, on the one of the podcasts was when the Spartans won, uh, and uh, in '92, uh, 
and then you know when Bobby and I were doing the camera action, and Fuda Fuda nailed that one, <laughs> just was a walk off win, and that was pretty. The park was pretty electric, you know, uh, for that. And uh, and then the other one was when uh, Les Brunel, uh, you know, at the shot around the world, world was the yeah. same same kind of a thing, you know. He just uh, and, and just to see like the park, like just explode you know on those two two uh occasions so they're kind of very similar um so those are my 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 uh two of my favorite memories yeah and those are great ones donnie because you you figure like with everybody at the park there's so much drinking and talking going on that nobody's watching the game you know it's not like it's dead silent everybody's watching everybody's talking and you know drinking and and then when something big happens like that everybody's you know they're they're truly watching the game and that's the excitement of it. And it was, you know, there was so much energy on the field those in those particular moments. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. So one, of, one of my favorite memories, obviously, for me, um, I, I think, obviously, the, the night I had the tambourine pieces in my eyes jump out to, to me when I got cut off and Woodsy told me I was no longer being served at the bar. That was one of my first parties. But I think looking back, you know, if I were to say what my favorite memory was and um, was was the year that that Mrs. Uh, P bought the TCI jersey um, in the auction, and and for me, I, I would have been like ten or twelve years old, but it was like the first time that I felt like I was on the inside of a secret um, because we were at Ma Coates the night that you guys were planning all of that to go down, and I just remember we showed up to the field, and it was this big secret, and you're this kid who probably shouldn't know the secret because you got a big mouth and. You know, the theater of Dom Day, you know, as a kid growing up and all that sort of stuff, you, you're amazed and awed by. And it was the first time I felt like I was in on it. Um, and that, for me, is one of my favorite memories. Um, I could, you know, I can remember some of the guys who are a part of it, but just, you know, the the theater of as that jersey was getting auctioned off and, and everybody's like, what is going on here? Like, and you're thinking in your head, I, I know, I know. But that's how I, you know, remember you know, the first part of kind of being getting a peek behind the scenes is some of the magic of, of Dom day. So that for me is one of my favorite. Awesome stuff guys. So we're going to transition and talk a little bit about the podcast. Um, as we get into, um, 36 episodes guys, I think, you know, I didn't think we'd be going this long. Um, if I'm, if I'm being honest, I, I, uh, you know, when I, I first got called to do the podcast, I thought, wow, this will, be a great idea, but what do we know about podcasting? And here we are all these episodes later, um, thousands of fans, top selling podcast in the world. But let's take a moment to, to reflect what we've done on, on the last little bit. And Donnie, maybe I'll start with you. Who was your favorite guest to join us on, on the Dom Day Tales podcast? I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I can answer that. I mean, it's like, you know, we had... So, so many guests, you know, and the favorite, I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's so many, you know, I, again, you know, I agree, Justin, I never thought, you know, I didn't know what to expect, I guess, in the first place. And then to think the way it, the way it, uh, you know, played out and the way, uh, you know, and, and the, the episodes were all different, right. And different, you know, there was a lot within it, within each episode, there was, uh you know, some, some stories, some great recollection of stories, uh, that we all knew there were, there were new stories, which I, I, that was great. 
you know, to hear something, you know, uh, uh, you know, just one of the more recent ones, the, the Bucharski one about maybe he did win the silver brick, you know, at that party and uh, just some things that we, you know, and there was a number of those where I was like, really, I don't, I don't, you know, I, and I've always said about the, the thing about the podcast is it's like, it's like being at the field where you're standing on the sidelines and there's two, four, six, eight of you and you start telling stories. And then one, one person adds something to the story that you had completely forgotten or, you know, and that's, you know, I love that, you know, that uh, interaction. And it usually it's like, I can recall like late in the day after the sun has set standing on the sidelines and, you know, you're waiting for the last game to play out whatever. And you're talking with a group of people and a story comes up and uh, you know, that people just start throwing in different things. And that's exactly what happened on the podcast, you know, different angles, different viewpoints. And a number of times I was like, wow, that, you know, I completely forgot about, about that, or I didn't, I didn't even know it, you know, at the, but there were some, some moments there that were great. Some emotional moments for people, uh, some of the guests that caught me off guard, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that some people felt the way they did about Dom day, you know, uh, I didn't, it was clear that to me, the, the, the clear thing was that, you know, and it's a great thing is that I think pe- people think so much about Dom day way more than I thought they did. You know, I think that's just, you know, it's just the thing I, I get out of it at the most. There was so much, so much to that. And so obviously so many feelings involved in the story. So I, I, I don't think I had a favorite guest. I think they were all uh, special in, in different ways and, and extremely enjoyable. Just so, so rewarding. So. So yeah. why don't we tweak that question then a bit before I go to Cote? It, maybe it's, what's a story that stuck out to you? or something that you kind of took away from, from Dom day tales over the last little bit, or a guest that, you know, you didn't expect to be good, but what's something, you know, in, in the vein of what Donnie said is something that you kind of took away from, from, from Dom day tales over the last 36 episode Cote. Well, I made a few notes on a couple of things. So I think that Donnie hit the nail on the head. I think, I think the, um, we had a different angle after being able to talk to a variety of people on how much Dom Day meant to them. And, and obviously missing it for two years due to the pandemic, it, it, it truly has a great place in many people's lives and how important that was. I think of, um, I've got two episodes that are, were my, my favorites and funniest, and I'll talk about that, but I'd say episode 27 with the shepherd clan, right? With Tish, with Paul, and with Matt, the raw emotion, of that episode and, and as well, and also um, with the, uh, with the, with the kids that were out of from Saskatchewan that w- were involved in it as well, Amanda and Brett, um, but their, uh, how much they appreciated Dom Day. They appreciated how much uh, our podcast meant to keeping the Dom Day community together. Um, I, I, I found that one extremely powerful and, uh, that made everything and sometimes these late nights uh, worthwhile because of how much it meant to that whole family of, of what we've done here. So um, episode 27 with the, the shepherds meant a great deal to me. And then certainly episodes number two and number three, I think that everybody who listened to this podcast had never heard the whole ins and outs 
of the ballad of Windy Jim. They made me laugh my ass off. And then certainly about the 10 men corporation and how it all got started and all those kind of things. And I think probably one of the funniest stories and every time it's told is the night that the boys went and got the van from the Donnelly household, put the coveralls on and went and changed the sign at, at Albion mall. And I, Donnie, I, I, I think you put something about, about, uh, about eat me Sid. Is that correct? Yeah. And, and what else did it say? Raggedy, Raggedy Ann and Andy Anal. Eat me Sid. <laughs> like, like, I, I, I just, I, I can, I can think of that and laugh my ass off just walking down the street thinking about that. So stuff like that was unbelievable. And those are stories that I'm sure a lot of our listeners had never heard. So, you know, along with the fun stuff, obviously the emotional side of it. And we had lots of people that were emotional and truly grateful, uh, whether, you know, the, you, you can't list them all, but th- that, that truly came forward, probably people like the Blacharskis or the Yakimishans that were almost a surprise to us of how much they appreciated everything that we did. So um, I think Donnie hit the nail on the head and that kind of encompasses a little bit more of how important this Dom, this, this podcast has been. Um, and, and I'm sure for all, all of us on here, how much it's meant to us as well. Yeah. And I'm going to hop in here before yeah. I go over to the, to the Patterson's because I'm going to build off of some of the things that Cote said, because I think I agree the shepherd's episode for me, put it all together. Um, another episode for me was, was with the ax. Um, you know, I, if for me, it epitomized that father son relationship, Adam day. Um, I've sat around the table chirping my dad, about how many championships he has, our Dom Day legacies, and we're neither one of us are good athletes, but you know we still talk crap about each other. But at the end of the day, I mean, he's my assistant coach this this Dom Day again. Um, it's it's the highs and lows of 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 you know when you're against each other, you want to beat each other, but when you're playing to each other, there'd be nothing more special than than winning together. We've tried a few times, but you know it's been elusive for us, and and I hope that's kind of in the future, but. Um, I thought the acts that that episode for me, I really took away kind of, you know, there, there's so many of us who have that father son relationship at, at Dom day. Um, and, and another episode and just one more for me was, uh, I'm going to go all the way back to the wolves. And, and I think for me, bringing them on as our first family, um, being a part of that big Galliagra family for me, I felt really changed the trajectory of this podcast into being something bigger and about the family of Dom Day. And I think they did a really good job um, of illustrating the importance of family. And I think, you know, if you look at some of the other episodes that come later, that team, I think kind of built off of that episode for me. Um, so those were some of my, my big ones. Dizzy, I'm going to go over to you. Um, any favorite guest story that stuck with you or, or just takeaways in general from, from Dom Day Tales? I mean, it was tough to pick a favorite because I, I was just so grateful that everyone came on and was willing to be involved. And like the big idea for this was just kind of like keeping Dom Day alive for everybody, right? And kind of not having to wait until Dom Day to think about Dom Day. Like you get a little bit of it every week. You guys nailed it where it's, you don't realize how much this tournament means to everybody. And it's, it's not just playing like, cause it's a father son tournament, but if, if some of the partners weren't coming, like you're just devastated, right? They're part of the tournament. And it's not about playing. It's just about showing up. And like, even the wolf episode, I, I really do hope Jeremy comes back and whether he's playing or not, but even if you just come for one day and just say hi to everybody and 
Like I, I missed a couple years and it, it just sucks when you miss it. Cause it's another year where you got to wait and then you get there and it happens so quick. And so I think that was great about this. Uh, one of the episodes, like I loved the Fuda episodes when he told that story about you guys going to Windsor. Like I ended up writing a short story about it. Like I just thought it was the greatest. It was so cool to have my uncle case on here and to have how do and like to have the filming girls and it's just every episode you're you're like oh they're coming on tonight and you get so excited you're almost back right and yeah i mean it got very emotional <laughs> like i'm an emotional guy but there were so many times where i'd have to leave the room because i'd just be bald like they're just stories you never thought you would hear and you never knew you needed to hear for all the kids, there was so much mystery to us where you'd hear about Windy Jim or you'd hear about Saul Betash maybe and you'd hear a little snippet of it. But to get the full story on everything was really, really, really cool for me. And it was, yeah, I was really lucky to be a part of it. Awesome stuff. Babe, what about you? Yeah, I mean, there's so many great episodes and, you know, I mean, having K-Song was great, as Derek said. And selfishly for me, you know, um, you know, Buff and, and Ram and slash Denbo uh, brought back so many great memories of our years at Clarkson. We went to school together for three years together and room for one. And so it, it was actually room for two with some of them. So uh, it was so much fun and just stirred up so many great memories. But, you know, like you guys, the Yakimission one hit me too as well. And, and so did all the others that you guys have mentioned. Uh, the, the one that also hit me too was Huffy. Uh, because Huffy's been there for everything. And, you know, you don't realize how important he is to Dom Day. As much as Dom Day is important to him, you know, you look at a guy who's played every year and, you know, he's committed to every event, it's, it's Huffy. So, uh, I, you know, I just enjoyed hearing everybody, you know, their stories, their, their view of Dom Day, as you guys have mentioned. You know, it might be a little different than what we're thinking about at times, but truly it is about, you know, it's about family. It's about friends. It's about, you know, the community of, of Rexdale, right. And, you know, although that, that community is, is lost, you know, because not many people live there anymore uh, for us, it's, it's back to that old Rexdale days. So that was really neat. I mean, uh, I loved, I loved, you know, when Derek came with the idea, I, I didn't think it would really fly, but once we started, I go, this is great because you're documenting the history of, of Dom Day. And it'd be, you know, I mean, we're still missing a, a ton of people, you know, that either didn't want to come on or we couldn't connect with uh, that would add to that, you know, that historical information and the buffoonery that we did. Uh, so there, there's still places to go with it. And, but I really enjoyed, you know, being on here and, and hearing stories and, and, you know, stuff, as Donnie said, you know, when you're standing around talking, one story leads to another, which, you know, somebody else mentioned something and, and then all of a sudden, you know, your memory's clicking in, you go, Oh yeah, I, I remember that now. I remember that now. So that, that was great to have it on, you know, on this format so that, that we can document it. So that's there for years to come. Some stuff. So guys, maybe that'll then take us to our next question in terms of your takeaways and maybe stuff that you hope others take away from this podcast, whether it's the people listening today or who knows, maybe in 20, 30 years, the third generation is, is listening to this. Um, what would, you know, what did you take away and what do you hope others take away? Kote, I'm going to open with you. 
I think it's the the passion for the tournament that the the Utes see through the eyes of obviously the guys who who have been there through the beginning and, and definitely then respect that passion, right? Like um, obviously all of us, you know, we we all started as a bunch of late teenagers showing up on a Saturday and playing a tournament, and, and we continue forty three years later and and. Uh, the Utes, Justin, yourself, and the you know the, there's a whole gang of you guys and girls who come out who have done a phenomenal job keeping this tournament going, and you guys respect what was started and never take that for granted. So I think that that's probably the greatest thing that um, the podcast has has uh, enshrined and ensured is that um, both generations uh, are kind of together as one on this whole deal. Uh, as we move forward. And I think this has really strengthened it, you know, two years apart, we could have lost that and it hasn't happened. If anything, it's, you know, and I know probably the, the guy who was in my upper right-hand corner of my screen, who we, we haven't seen in two and a half years, that being Donnie uh, is going to be the guy who's going to be most excited to get back to, 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 to Canada, to be able to give hugs to and stuff like that. And he'll be equally as excited to give Paul Coates or Colin Patterson a hug as he will be to Justin size or the Philmans or, or anybody else, because he's missed everybody so long on the flip side, he's that close with everybody. So that's kind of how I take a look at it is the, is the bonding between the two generations that this has really uh, entrenched through our, through our, all of our uh, different podcasts. Great. Dizzy, what about you? What is, uh, what is something that you've taken away from the podcast or that people take, you hope that people have taken away from the podcast? Just how much this group of people really care for each other and how special everybody makes the tournament. Dom Day is an easy place where it feels light and it feels like you, you do something wrong, you'll have a really easy time getting picked on. But if it really came down to it and you really needed anybody's help, everybody would be willing to help you at that tournament and they would do anything they could to help you. And it's just a really impressive group and you feel really lucky to be a part of it. Stuff, babe, what about you? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's what Dom day means to everybody. It's, uh, you know, our entire group of people. And when you, we get back to see everybody, it, it's going to be uh, electric. I think, we're going to have as much fun as we did at Dom day one or Dom day, you know, 40, you know, when we, when we hit Dom day 40, nobody thought, you know, well, maybe this will be the end of it. And it's still, you know, it's continued to flourish as Cote talked about with, you know, yourself, Justin, the crew of young people taking over that, you know, they understand what Dom day was about and they see what the future is going to be. And that makes us happy as, you know, guys will start, you know, uh, retiring over the next few years out of Dom Day, it, it's just great to see where it's headed and, and the people taking charge of it. Awesome. And uh, Donnie, I'll get to you in a second, but I'll, I'll jump in here just to kind of layer on um, what I guess I hope I take away. And as we get to a third generation, um, for me, it's, it's a reminder of to pay it forward. Um, you know, what we've gotten from this first generation group of, of guys and girls, um, whether it's, you know, starting as, as mentors and eventually becoming friends. I mean, I remember um, playing 
my first year of hockey at in Mindapur in Calgary. Um, and I picked number 11 because of Babe Patterson. And I wear that number to this day. Um, and you look at, you know, a story like that, or, you know, I used to look up to Eddie Blacharski because he could hit a home run like none other. Um, Casey Patterson, for some reason, I used to always think he was the fastest man in Dom Day because he'd run and his hat would fly off. Um, you know, and, and then, of course, you know, the first time you go to a party and you get to see Donnie's speech and, you know, the way Cote, people flock to him and, and every guy, there's something about them that, you know, attracted you to them. And, you know, you look at the mentors they became, I think Dizzy talked about how, um, you know, they do anything for you. And I think, you know, that's incredibly true. Um, and, and they've went from, you know, obviously mentors, um, or sorry, our parents to mentors to our friends. And I think that's kind of the one thing that I have, you know, learned through this podcast is, is the mutual respect and the way we looked up to you guys. I, I feel the same as the way the, the relationship is, is both ways. And for me, the, the takeaway is, there's going to be, you know, a third generation um, at Dom Day. There's going to be more kids this year than there have been in a long time. And, you know, to remember that one day we'll be the Cotes and the Babes and the Donnies and that we got to be the mentors who eventually become the friends. So that is, you know, for me, um, the big, the big takeaway. Donnie, what about you? Well, a lot, a lot of takeaways, but, you know, I think, uh, one is, you know, the fact that we were able to do all this and document it and it's on tape now, whatever. Like, I, I, I don't think we should underestimate the, the number of people that have not heard all of those stories, right? And they, you know, somebody else said, you got bits and pieces about it. You really never, you really never heard the story about, you know, them the, carrying the, the stands from, from, uh, Rexdale Park up to the field or, you know, the Windy Jim story or the, you know, the, some of the bowling stories or, you know, they just, they've heard about them and whatever. So I think it helps new people. So I hope that, you know, as we, you know, welcome in new people, whatever, hopefully they've been listening or they can go back and listen to some of this and maybe get a feel for some of the thing. Cause it's tough to absorb. I mean, it's tough to absorb 43 years of history and understand what's going on. When you look on the field and you see Cote with a, a megaphone in his hand, rambling on about something <laughs> like, what does a new person think? Right? Like they don't, they don't understand this has been happening for well with a megaphone for, I don't know, 30, 30, 40 years, but you know, it's, it's, you know, and that's that one little thing is such a big part of the tournament. And there's all of these things like there, there's so much history, and whatever. So it's great that we get it all or most of it. I don't think we got it all, but we got most of it on these, these podcasts and now they're there. Right. And, uh, you know, unless our executive producer finds a way to lose all the files, you know, we're, they're there forever. Right. And we can look back on them and, and new people, can can sort of understand the tournament more because and I, I think that helps because it's it's to me the 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 message uh, or the the theme of Dom Day comes through in all the stories. So if you back out and you look at the stories and you 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 feel the stories and you feel what's happened, there's a general sort of feeling that comes from each story. And it's just having fun you know and it's 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 all about not taking yourself too seriously and it's just you know 
uh, starting in 1978, the group that was part of the first 30, you know, and the way they went about their business in their personal lives and that transferred onto the field and the way that grew over the years. And we were able to absorb new people every year and for lack of a better word, teach them the Dom Day way, you know, and it became, it's like a religion, you know, it's, 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 it's a way uh, and that's the, that's the message. And so, and, it, and to me, like, it's never about any one, any one person, right? It's not about, it's not about babe, you know, it's not about Cote. It's not about me. It's not about feuds. It's not about, you know, Gordy. It's not about, it's, it's about the big picture, the, the theme of Dom day, which to me is fun. You know, please don't take yourself too seriously and just support each other, you know, and there are tons of examples of over the past 40 some odd years now, where every one of us has been able to draw support from others in the group. And you hope that that breeds its way through and continues on in the second generation. And then also for the third generation, because it, it just makes for good people. You know, and that's that's my biggest takeaway about this. The podcast is like establishing the stories and the background on on, but collectively understanding the message, which is, hey, look at everything we do. What what do we do? We just have fun, right? We find a way to have fun, and you know, as some of us, you know, we don't mind being picked on, you know, because we know we're going to pick on somebody else. You know, that's sort of our, that's what we do, you know, and you just, we have to be sensitive and all, but it's just, but it's that global message of Dom Day, which is, you know, find a way to have fun, you know? Um, so that's my takeaway. Perfect. So the next question guys is, I, we said what event, but maybe what are you looking forward to most? I mean, this thing after two years of, spoiling away over the last little bit is it going to happen is it not dizzy's eggs like you said are are going to be uh not expired uh by the time uh, dom day rolls around we're, we're there we can smell it what are you guys looking forward to the most maybe i'll go over to do uh, the egg boy first dizzy what are you looking forward to well i mean the track's always a big draw it's hard not to look forward to shoot the shit because then you know it's all happening you still got it all ahead of you the bowling's are good. like every day is awesome. The only thing that sucks is the party, you know, it's over after, <laughs> but like, I, I, it's tough to single out one thing. I'm going to say the track. Though. Some stuff. Donnie, what are you looking forward to? Well, I, you know, I, I think, uh, first thing I'm looking forward to is jumping in the car and taking off, you know, that's what I'm geared up for now. And that's why I'm counting the sleeps down, you know, so it's like one thing at a time, kind of like Dizzy saying, like to me, I get jacked up for the hockey, you know, and the whatever. And uh, I'm a little worried because I haven't played hockey for, <laughs> for a couple of years now, but I'm going to get my bag together and throw it in the car, you know, and get a chance to play with Evan and uh, or against them and slashes legs or whatever. But, you know, just to have that experience that night is fun. That's a fun thing. Right. And the afterwards is just to sit like Dizzy said, that's, you know, just the, you know, the start of it. And then that's over. You're on to the next thing, right? So what's next, right? The track or the lunch, the luncheon, luncheon. right? The luncheon next. Yeah. And then, and then that's over, you know, then I look forward to the track, you know, and the track's over. Then I look forward to the, the baseball, you know, then that 
that first night at the field is great because there's a million hi how are you and how you been or whatever this year though it's like oh my god you know i haven't i have i haven't seen any of these people in in three years you know and so that's going to be great and then as that winds through you know you start thinking about remos you know here we go to remos and that is a highlight for me that's a that's a huge huge event right that's a big thing because it just seems like everybody's there i know they're not but it just seems like it right we're all jammed into this little sardine can and uh you know having fun and all then and, and then all of a sudden that's over and you know i can't wait to get up the next day you know and it's 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 ridiculous because you go home after having several dozen dozen beverages and i'm i'm freaking awake at six o'clock the next day ready to go you know, getting up going on. Next thing I'm focused on is getting the banners up. We got to get the banners up. Like, you know, and Lisa's looking at me like I'm nuts, but I got, I got to go, you know, <laughs> I gotta, you know, and Evan has the same thing, you know, he's like, dad, we got to get the banners up, you know, whatever. So way we go, you know, and then you just look for, and then one thing leads to another. So it's hard to single out anything because they're all great. That's why we do them. I, there's nothing, there's nothing in there that I don't. And I enjoy that little trip to Jack Astor's after the bowling. And I know it's a small group, but there's like 20 of us or, you know, we have a great time, you know, and it's just a wrap up. And again, you get home, whatever, and then freaking, you're up, you know, wake at six o'clock the next day. I can't wait to get to the field, you know, it's just, and then the worst part is the waking up the next day and I got to drive nine hours. <laughs> so all the events, I'm just looking forward to getting in the car and getting going. That's what I'm looking forward to. So. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, for me, I, you know, just to jump in is there's something about the way the momentum builds throughout the weekend um, and you show up at, at, at hockey and, you know, I, I got to give a shout out to Mule Maruk for the Rexdale Winter Classic because it got some of that excitement of what the men cup and shoot the shit is going to bring and that feeling of when you pull up into the parking lot and who's the first guy I'm going to run into. I mean, I feel like it's, for me, it's always Rick Woods because, you know, the men cup, he's the guy buzzing around collecting money. I, I see Woodsy all the time, but seeing Woodsy at the start of Dom Day, it's different, right? Because, you know, the the weekend's begun and and then, you know, it's it's that first moment, you know, the, you know, it's, it's not attended enough, I, I think, because it's that first moment to get your intimate hellos and, and all that sort of stuff. And I even say to the rookies and people who are new, like, if you want an opportunity to really get to know some people come, come to the men cup. Right. And, and I think back to, you know, smidge would still be Travis debate the maker. If it wasn't for coming to the men cup and being anointed smidge um, and Donnie telling everybody that his nickname smidge after he scored a goal and people start chanting smidge, 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 right? Like those are the moments that the men cup creates. And then there's this momentum um, that builds afterwards and it's, it's the highs, but I think as well, some of the, the more quiet moments as well. I, I, you know, I of course don't live at home anymore, but I still get picked up for, for Dom day by my dad in, in the morning. And, um, you know, we get the Tim Hortons, we have the grumbles after, you know, a few too many drinks, we get, get to the field, but, you know, just kind of having that moment with, with, with your dad to, you know, recant last night and, get the energy to do it all over again. Right. Like I, th I think the highs and the, the, the kind of quiet moments, the Dom day are, are special. Um, so that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to babe. What about you? What are you looking I mean, forward to? Well, you guys have covered so much of it, but I go, one of my favorite events is a sing along when case and Brent get out their guitars and start playing. We're all sitting around and, you know, we're all belting out words, maybe not the right words to the songs and, 
I'm sure it sounds awful, but there are some good singers there, as we heard from Wendy uh, Coates that she has been taking singing lessons. So can't wait to hear that. And then I just got uh, Brent sent me a little video of his grandson, Brooks, Danny's little guy, uh, singing Bud the Spud. So I'm hoping he's going to be singing that this year. But yeah, I love all the events. And uh, I think, you know, at the end of it, Candace Coates uh, summed it up pretty well when she said, you know, the Dom Day Blues, you know, you get the Dom Day Blues after you leave, you, you know, you have that sort of down feeling of, boy, you know, it's so great. I love those people. And, and now I'm not going to see them for another year. And even for people that are, you know, live fairly close, even within Toronto, don't see each other as much. And yeah, that's, that's, it's the great part is getting there and the tougher part is leaving, but it is so much fun. And I, as Donnie and, you know, yourself and Derek and Cote will say, every event is special because it just brings something and you never know what's going to happen at each event too. And that's, that's the fun part. Cote, you're the guy. Everybody comes to you at the events. What are you looking forward to? Well, I, I, I think the, the big night for me is obviously the opening night of baseball. Obviously, this year it's Thursday. Um, it's just great to be back at the field. And then and then the, the Remos thing is off the charts. And I, I think one thing about Remos, I actually wish it never ends. Like, I know that you have to eventually go to bed and get up and concentrate on getting up for baseball the next day. But if I had my way, I would stay there till four o'clock in the morning and listen to music really loud and dance and just cause shit because that <laughs> is so much fun. So I truly love the Remo's night. It is as good as it gets. Probably why I, I'm, I'm a little burnt out on the on the uh, on the bowling night. And then the second thing I would say is, it's baseball special to be able to see all the baseball people every year. But the, it, it's always great to see friends that drop in that you might not have seen for now three years but it could be five years and so that's just not the friends that we went to high school with unfortunately the number of uh, parents um of of other players or guys who have played previously are getting thinner and thinner but when i see the you know bonnie hart's mom mary show up or steve mcnabney's dad john who's deafer than doornail but shows up those are special moments that you can have because they're not going to be around forever but it's an opportunity to to catch up for, with those individuals or friends from high school. Um, they come to see you at Dom Day because they know you're going to be there. So um, the, the opening night at Remo's and being able to catch up with friends from Rexdale that have been friends for life. And, uh, you know, it's the Dave guests of the world that yeah. you would never see that show up. And it's like, but it's just like old times. And so it's it's phenomenal that way. Sylvie McSpadge and the Bar Girls, all those types of people that show up and you are thrilled thrilled to see them so those are my uh that's what i look forward to uh in three weeks time some stuff so guys we're going to transition into the future of dom day um babe i'm going to start with you what do you you know what do you hope the future of dom day brings well i hope you know as you've talked about or we've talked about is the future that it keeps going you know that dom day 50 rolls around we still have some of the original guys playing. I don't know how realistic that is now with two years uh, being missed, but that it, it keeps going on forever. And, you know, once you know the we're done playing that we can come back and just be part of it. Um, and that's, what's special, you know, and I mean, the unique thing about the second gens is they've known each other for life. Uh, not like, you know, we met through lacrosse or hockey or school or whatever friendships of, you know, university 
or just friends of friends. Uh, you guys have known each other for life, and that that's pretty special. And you hope that, and, and what we see is that you have that same drive and desire to keep the tournament going. So that, that's pretty neat. Cote, what about you? What do you hope for the future, Adamde? I hope that uh, that the second and third generations continue to support the charities that have been developed. I think that's extremely important, and uh, and understand how how those how those charities came to be, and whether whether we've educated everybody on how it all started. You know, a lot had to do with uh, way back with Nicole Wolf having, having her challenges as a, as a young child, and us eventually picking it up and uh, I think everybody who's involved is very proud of the money that we raise so I'm confident the tournament will continue uh, it's great with all the rookies coming in and things like that but I hope that uh, the legacy of the fundraising um, side of it uh, continues so that's that's my biggest uh, takeaway and one thing that I will push to make sure always always happens. Dizzy you're going to be a big part of the future but what do you hope happens? I mean I hope it keeps going forever I hope one day our kids can listen to this, kind of fish it out like you guys are going to fish out the A-tracks from Huffies. <laughs> like, yeah, I truly believe in 20 or 30 years, it's going to be all of us kids talking and all right, we got the bus set up. Okay, it's going to stop at this home. Then it's going to go to that nursing home. Then it's going to go to that <laughs> nursing home. And I hope there's just 50 of you coming off of your walkers, one giant cooler waiting for you. Awesome uh, stuff. Love it. I I think you know, and we'll get to Donnie in a second because I think on this one he, you know, will sum it up well for all of us. But for me, it's you know, as what I I hope for the future is, and I, I think one of the things that I've kind of gotten the sense, having talked to as many people as as I have this year, is is Dom Day's changing. Um, you know, the first generation's getting older. Um, you know, the the second generation is bringing a third generation in. Um, we've gotten 11 rookies, the biggest rookie class we've, we've ever had. There's going to be new faces, new partners, like Dom day is changing. It's changed for the last 42 years before I, but the thing that I hope the most is that we keep the promise that, you know, that we got from, we gave to you guys about how we are going to maintain this tradition. Um, and that to remember the, the, the things that are at the core of this tournament, um, the camaraderie, the friendship, the willingness to do whatever it is for a fellow Dom Dare. Um, that's what I hope that, you know, despite, you know, whatever might change and, and whoever um, is going to be there as new people come to the tournament, it's my hope is that the core of Dom Day and is always the same. And that, you know, for, for anybody who, whether you were here year one or, or just came to Dom Day for the first time in Dom Day 43, that it is always going to be somewhere that you feel welcome. Um, somewhere that, you know, you feel like despite the change that might be happening in the other 360 days of the year, that this will be your one consistent, um, you know, and I, I remember as a kid, I used to move around a lot and we moved six times, but the one thing that was always going to happen was I was going to be at case field. Um, or there are people who have missed Dom day and come, come back and Dizzy talked about it that, you know, I think for me at the end of the day, my hope is regardless of where life takes you, that. Dom Day will always find a spot in your heart and understanding that sometimes you might have to take a step away because, you know, stuff happens with life. But I, I do hope that people always find their way back. That's my hope. Donnie, I mean, you're the great orator of Dom Day. Um, Slade Digby himself. What do you hope the future of Dom Day brings? 
Well, I, you know, I, I guess a couple things. I just, I hope that, I hope that what we do, what we do now keeps, keep, we keep doing right. And for some of us, as long as we can keep doing it. And then as Beep said, I hope that we're, you know, or around to just experience it when we, when we, when we can't play ball or we don't want to play ball anymore and we just experience it. So, and then I hope that the second generation and the, and the leadership group, which has done a great job, I, I hope that they will always respect the history of the tournament. And, you know, it's like all the events that we have now, not everybody goes to them, right? Like some, some people absolutely would not miss Remos, right? Others absolutely would not miss the blender party. Others absolutely would not miss the sing-along. Others absolutely would not miss the track. But there's there's not a lot that go to everything. There are there is a fair number, but not, you know, out of the greater majority, there's not. So, but each one of those has a has an attendance that is staggering, you know, to see those, to see those. I don't know. Was what is there fifty people to track now? Probably fifty some odd people. You know, not everybody goes, and you know, but it those that go love it. You know, and so I I hope that we keep as we move forward, you keep respecting the the history, but I also hope there's new new things that happen. You know, I think there's going to be new new things that that we we never thought of or whatever, but. You know, it may be your reflection of the changing times or whatever, but I hope I hope there's a new event, a new something, you know, that happens and that it's just as much fun and just as appealing to a, a greater majority uh, of the attendees and that it becomes part of Dom Day tradition. You know, you don't want you know, I hope that 10 years from now, there's something that happens this year that is a tradition that would be cool, you know, and so so that's my hope is that we we you know, we and whoever, you know, the leadership group, whatever, they're always respecting the past, but, you know, with that vision for the future, like, you know, just, we have to evolve. We have to, you know, we have to grow. And I hope there's new traditions and the old ones keep carrying on. And I, I hope, I hope this thing turns into a 16 team tournament, you know, I mean, it conceivably could get more than eight teams, you know, which would be a new challenge, right? conceivably we could lose the park one day that would be a big challenge right we thought we were up against that a few years ago um so we'd have to at that point in time the leadership group would have to make a move to a new location that would be a huge challenge we'll get we'll get through you get through it whatever but it would be a big challenge there'll be other things that come up right will there be another pandemic hope not but who knows, you know, we thought we had it made before the pandemic, you know, see you next year, see you next year, see you next year. Whoops. <laughs> it didn't work. Right. So now we're at the point where I hope we're not taking anything for granted. Right. So, you know, this Dom day, my, and I've said it on a podcast or two before, I hope that we can get as many people as possible out to every single event, you know, including the party, the championship party. I think it would be fantastic if we had 99.9% attendance at the champion at the party on the last night, you know, just to, just to all be together and whatever, and just, you know, don't take anything for granted. You never know. 
what's going to happen, but uh, it's such a great thing. I just hope that it continues far beyond us. And, uh, and that, as you said, Justin, you want everybody that shows up at the field to feel welcome. And, you know, we got 11 rookies and 11 partners and we, we got 22, 22 newbies, you know, which uh, I hope at the end, I hope by Saturday night or Sunday morning, they've had a blast and they just love it and they're hooked for life. So, so lots of hope, lots of hope for the future and uh, who knows what we'll be up against, but we'll get through it. We'll figure it out. Yep. That's great. So we're going to get into some final thoughts in a minute, but before we do, I'm just going to remind our viewers, this isn't it for us. You're not getting rid of us that easy. We're going to be back next week with a special pre-draft show. There's going to be lots of laughs. There's going to be a ton of chirping, but we'll be back for a pre-draft show next week and then a post-draft show afterwards where you'll get the panel's opinions on anything from who's going to win the brick to who they think is going to win the championship. So be sure to tune in next week. Well, guys, that was a big episode. Nice to be able to summarize some of the thoughts we had. Let's go around the horn and do some final thoughts. Kote, I'm going to start with you. Final thoughts. Well, it's pretty exciting because we now know that the, um, the there's a very bright light at the end of the tunnel, and that tunnel is only three weeks away. So it's super exciting to know that we are going to be able to all, re- all recongregate in Rexdale in, in just three weeks' time. Um, as we record this, uh, I am so excited to get back to the field. I'm actually really looking forward to playing baseball again, as as much as anything. It's uh, you know, and just uh, and just take it all in, right? You know, that Saturday morning when you're just setting up the setting up for uh, for the game day and stuff like that, and watching that field. And uh, so I, I just uh, I'm like so excited. It's three weeks away. We got the draft. We got we got the golf. We got the draft. But uh, to get guys coming in from out of town, Babe, Frankie from Alberta, Dizzy from BC, people coming in from all over the place, Donnie from the States, it's, uh, it's going to be magical. And uh, I just can't wait to see everybody. Babe, final thoughts? Yeah, same thing. I just go, uh, you know, it, it's been a long time. And now we're three weeks away, as Cote said. And you know, you're getting excited. It's like Christmas, really. It's like Christmas Day. And I can't wait to get there to see everybody. and. Uh, it'll be so much fun. I, you know, I just hope I don't have too much fun, uh, which has happened before occasional Dante. So, uh, but I think it's going to be exceptional. I, I, I really believe, you know, not only as we talked about with people playing in it, but as Cote mentioned, I think there's going to be a lot of friends and, you know, that you went to high school with or people that played in Dante before that are going to be coming back to say hi. And that's what I really hope that, you know, as we've talked about, you know, if you're not playing, still come around the field because it's great to see everybody. Donnie, final thoughts. Yep. Just uh, cranked. Absolutely ready to go. Uh, You just have to watch that you pace yourself out of the gate. (laughs) You're so, you're so fired up and you're so ready to go. Right. And hopefully all the hugs and kisses and everything will slow you down a bit, you know, but, but you're just so jacked up. Like, I just, I just can't freaking wait, you know, and you know, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to overdo it as babe said, you know, so it's, uh, yeah. So, but it's going to be, it's going to be fun. And just to see everybody and, you know, not there's, there are people that, you know, we, we haven't seen for three years, but more than that, 
because maybe maybe the people didn't play in uh, the last Dom day or maybe they weren't there or you know whatever and as as babe says maybe there hopefully there'll be others that show up at the field that you haven't seen for a while so the whole the whole thing is just super exciting it's it's hard to control yourself and um and but i'll i'll do my best but i i we'll see what happens no guarantees no no guarantees and uh just and then uh you know just like you know uh, you know everybody coming from everywhere i mean rem's coming in again from from boston right and he'll be there for a couple days i mean it's like classic like he he's so excited i could tell he texts me i got the plane got the flight booked you know he's love it and and, you know him and pammy are coming and it's just like you know it's great you know so people coming in from everywhere and and uh you know we got to take a shitload of pictures too i mean we've got to you know i still think we're short in that department with photos you know and uh i just think we need a ton we need hundreds of photos this this time you know so but yeah i'm 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 ready to go i am just look out yep so yeah fantastic so my final thoughts guys i i'm gonna say i mean similar to these guys i am excited after two years of talking to finally be doing um you know dom day is a tradition like no other and it's good that we finally are going to have the opportunity to have that tradition back and to be able to see all the great people that we've gotten to see through uh, these little cameras over the last two years talking about stories and um, from the past 42 years, it'll be nice to be able to start making stories again. Um, so that is what I'm looking forward to the most. Um, I just want to get into a few thank yous as well. Um, you know, this isn't the end, but I just wanted to thank my co-hosts um, over the last 46 episode. It has been a blast. And I'm sure our listeners would agree um, that the highs and lows of the pandemic, this has been a relief um, in many ways. It's made bad days good and sometimes make good days bad when you know there's a lot of chirping but that's the beauty of dom day is that it picks you up when you're down and brings you up when you're flying or brings you up when you're down but brings you down when you're a little flying a little too high um and i think this podcast did a lot of bringing people up over the last two years so congratulations to my co-hosts on what they've done over the last little bit and that leads me to my last thank you and who's going to get the final word tonight um, this guy called me, um, I can't remember, it would have been February-ish, asking me if I had interest of doing a podcast, and I did not believe we'd be sitting here all this time later um, doing this podcast. And I remember on one of our episodes that Andrew said um, that there's something about the way Dom Day works now that everybody finds a way to pitch in. Um, and the thing I will say, Derek, is you found the most Derek Patterson way to pitch in over the last two years. Um, and I can tell you without a doubt Um, this podcast has helped me get through the last two years and has helped many others. Um, So you should be extremely proud of um, the vision you had and what you have um, gotten us through over the last two years. Um, I'm lucky enough that I get a lot of credit uh, in my Dom Day career. So I want to make sure that people know that this was your dream. This was um, your doing, and I'm extremely proud to have been a part of it. Um, And I think that the beginning of the recognition has only just begun. I think this is something that we'll look back on for many years. um, And that's something that you should be extremely proud of. So with that, Dizzy, I'd like to give you the opportunity to sign off and give us your final thoughts. 
Well, first of all, just so excited to get back to the tournament, see everybody and see this crew actually right here and share about a dozen beers. Uh, it, like, I really want to thank all of you guys so much. You guys put so much time into this. You guys did such an amazing job. And it was, I remember the first episode ever, the first time we recorded, we were going to do a practice recording. And everyone was kind of a little unsure of whether we could do it or whether it would work. About 10 minutes in, you were like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. <laughs> like it just translated so well. And Justin, thank you so much because you went above and beyond everybody every episode and did so much back work on everything to make sure the episodes would go well and we'd have stuff to talk about. You were so great to reaching out to guests and everybody did their part in trying to get guests. And I think Donnie probably led the way on booking the most guests. But in, you just want to thank everybody who's a part of Dominic. And that's what made it special. And this wasn't like selfishly, this podcast was for me because I get to trap all your guys' stories. And now if I ever do have kids, I get to, they can listen to them. And I think that's the coolest thing ever. But it just so excited to get back and see everybody. And thank you, everybody who listened. And thank you, everybody who came on. And Dom Day is a part of everybody's life at Dom Day. And you don't realize how special it is to everybody. And you don't realize how special everybody is that comes to Dom Day. And you don't know who you're going to see. And you have that reaction. You're like, oh, I, I, fuck, I, I haven't seen you in so long. Like, it, sometimes you don't even know their names. You're just so excited to see them. And, like, for the majority of guys, you definitely don't know their real names. Because Donnie's done such a great job of doing that. But, yeah, just so excited to get back. And thank you to everybody for being a part of this. Every day it's a getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. Love like yours will surely come my way. Hey, hey, hey. Every day it's a getting faster. Everyone said go ahead and ask her. Love like yours will surely come my way. Hey, hey, hey. Every day. Seems a little longer every way Love's a little stronger Come what may Do you ever long for True love from me Every day It's a getting closer Going faster than a roller coaster Love like yours will Surely come my way Hey, hey, hey Like yours will surely come my way.